Hey everyone, my name is Martel Man, and this is Corporate Ish, where we highlight black professionals, have authentic conversations about the black experience in corporate America, and provide tips to help you grow in your career. Stay tuned. On today's episode, we have Edmund Maul. He's the director of engineering at Evertrack LLC. He'll talk about what he does on a daily basis, how he got into engineering, and why representation in engineering is so important. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Uncle Pizzas. Are you tired of hot sauces that give you more hot than they give you sauce? Then you need to check out Uncle Pizzas Buffalo Lime Cilantro Sauce. This hot sauce is good on everything. Pizza, wings, tacos, collard greens, you name it. If you haven't tried it yet, you're missing out. Go to UnclePieces.co. Once again, that's www.UnclePieces.co and grab you a bottle. Once again, that's www.UnclePieces.co. We have Edmund Maul here. Welcome to Corpus, bro. How you doing today? Oh, man, I'm doing fantastic, man. Doing doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. Happy to have you here. I'm excited to have this conversation today and talk about you know what you do in engineering and so forth. Uh, for the people who do not know you, can you introduce yourself? Tell us you know where you're from, what you do for a living, and whatever whatever else you feel like sharing with the people today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. So uh, as you said, my name is Edmund Mall. I am the director of engineering for Evertrack LLC. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, although I live in St. Louis now. I'm originally from Indianapolis. I'm always going to, you know, give a shout out to the hometown. And I I don't know where else to go from there, man. I I just enjoy, I I enjoy engineering, man. I enjoy uh, trying to make change as it relates to in, in the manufacturing field is mainly where I focus at. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Can yeah. you tell us um, a little bit about what you do on a, on a daily basis? Yes, yes, yes. So on a daily basis, I'm in charge of all engineering aspects as it relates to my company. So that relates to building, um, as it relates to building equipment, standardizing processes, uh, developing and implementing an engineering team. Uh, right now, I'm working on a really cool project where my company just uh, started leasing an 80,000 square foot facility, and I'm in charge of picking up our equipment, putting all in all new equipment, uh-huh. air, water, office furniture, everything. It's it's crazy. Then also, I get involved with the research and design. Um, as it relates to new equipment, our products, and then I'm also over the uh, quality management system, quality management systems for my company. So implement developing and implementing those to ensure that uh, we're always putting out a high quality product and working with the manufacturing team, our plant manager and our president to ensure that you know, we're always hop- operating at a high efficiency level. Right. So my, my goal is to ensure we're operating and putting out a world class product. Wow. That's that's that sounds like a lot, but it sounds like a it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, but it's it's fun, man. <laughs> it is it is exciting. Imagine uh wor- walking into work 
every day. You know, at the end of the day, the goal is, you know, the, the goal one is to, to make money, but the goal is to see, okay, how can we get better today? You know, and it's always changing, right? right. The, 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 the problem statement is consistently changing and it's up to you to figure out, okay, how can I make this better? How can I make someone's job easier? How can I make someone uh, more efficient, make us more efficient? You know, how can I cut, cut time or, you know, cut out waste? And or, and then every now and then you get to do something fun like, oh, yeah, I just bought this, you know, you know, hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment <laughs> and it got installed. And man, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds right? like a lot so, of fun. That sounds that sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. and I'm sure the listeners probably are, too. Uh, how did you get into engineering? I guess I just want to go back, uh, you know, to when maybe when you were in college or even before college, what made you decide? engineering was for you. So that, that right there is an interesting story, right? So going into college, you know, truth be told, engineering was not even on my radar, right? right? So I went to, I went to college. I originally went to college for dentistry, right? And to play basketball, right? right? I did, I did, Pre, I tried to do pre-dental and then I took some classes and realized Edmund Mall does not like blood. <laughs> I'm like, this, <laughs> this, this isn't yeah, going to work for me. Yeah, it has to be a deal breaker, right? right? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that, that has to be a deal breaker, right? And so then I got into the aspect, okay, all right, let me, uh, I'm good at business. Some of my friends are doing business. Let me try to take some business courses. All right, this is, this is all right. I'm not truly interested in it, not all the way. And then my father, you know, shout out to my father. He kind of told me, hey, man, go do something technical. Mm. You know, you're not just going to waste four, four or five years just doing nothing. Go do something technical. And so we started looking at engineering. And I said, well, all right, let me try it out. I like math. I like science. I tried it out, started out in civil engineering, realized like, um, I really like things that have motion and things constantly moving. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went into mechanical engineering, right? And fast forward how I even got into and kept going with it, right? And my career path was my sophomore year, the summer of my sophomore year, I was, you know, as a college student, you're broke. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you don't really have money. But I got lucky. I had a frat brother who uh, worked at the YMCA, was getting a lot of us, helping us get jobs. And I was set up, ready to go to the YMCA to start making around about like 17 bucks an hour, I wow, think. that's, that's good money like, in college. That was, that was <laughs> great money, right? Yeah. And we had the, the, the SOAR office there. So I'm working at the SOAR office, and I had my um, starter of the week, uh, one week before I was supposed to start, Dr. Pat Erlene Patterson, shout out to Dr. Dr. P, P, right? Yeah. She she came to me with opportunity saying, hey, Edmund, I got somebody, uh, his name's Winston Wallace, and he's looking for a mechanical engineer to intern with him. Wow. I said, well, how much is he paying? She's like, oh, he's paying 15 an hour. I said, oh, no, I'm going over to the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> She said, she, you know, and Dr. P pulled that mama card on you, right? right? You, she's that mama away from home. She said, boy, if you don't go over here, 
and get this. I'm gonna call your dad <laughs> and I'm gonna call your parents because you know she'd pick up the phone, and I ended up getting in with that. Worked uh, with him at Conoco Phillips for about three years. Uh, worked there. Graduated school. Had the, every intention. Hey, I've been working here, interning. I'm going to go right in with the reliability engineering team and inspection team. They got a new plant manager the month I graduated mm, college. Wow. He froze all hiring. So I was like, oh, <laughs> what now? What now? Like, I've been banking on this. I haven't even been applying to places because everybody I'm talking to tells me, Edmund, you're yeah, a shoe in. Yeah. You know, I'm looking around. I'm going in every day. Edmund, you're a shoe in. So I, I was in panic mode. And I end up getting an opportunity to go uh, to a company called General Cable in DeCoin, Illinois, right? I didn't even know where DeCoin was, but it was near Carbondale. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know where that's at now. Okay. No, man. So, but it wasn't in the engineering field. It was in manufacturing supervision. And my, my dad, he kind of told me like, hey, man, it's not about starting out in the field that you're in. It's about getting your foot in the door. Mm. And then you prove yourself and you navigate from there. He said, you at least got to start somewhere. And then you navigate, you prove to people and you show them what you can do. Right. right? So, and uh, end up getting an opportunity uh, to do that, transition to some good programs within within General Cable, and then uh, continue to date my my now wife, Elena, and we weren't moving to <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nothing against Cardinal. We weren't moving out there. Um, so I moved back here working for Olin Brass, doing more going back into supervision at, you know, at General K by did a little bit of engineering maintenance and then got into uh, engineering field eventually while at Olin for a couple years and uh, did some projects with them, worked with them, fell in love with it even more. And then I got uh, got recruited to go over to DAP Products uh, and became the engineering and maintenance manager there. From, from there, worked on a lot of different uh, projects, uh, looking at efficiencies, putting in new equipment, uh, running a maintenance team, running an engineering team. Right, My first true experience of, okay, hey, I got the manager title now. What can you do with it, right? right? And, and, you know, and you look around at yourself and you look around at the people in your field and you're like, wow, this is a, this is a blessing. Right. <laughs> right. You, you think it's a blessing. Like, wow, there's not too many people in that position. And then my, and, and talking with my dad and my group of friends, my brother, my sister, my wife, they're like, well, no, like, don't stop there. Don't just stop there. Keep going and looking to strive to be more. Mm. Wow. Do more. Don't just think that it's okay that, hey, we're glad to glad to be at the table. So it's crazy. I had this conversation. Sorry to transition. Oh, no, no, you're I good. had this conversation with my with my friends, uh, Antonio Browson and John Latham, actually last night. And one of our statements was, right, it's not only it's not okay just to be, you know, have a seat at the table and be in the room. It's important to be present while in the mm -hmm. room. Yeah. So make your presence felt. Like right. That, yeah. And so 
as I started doing that, another opportunity came my way, which is this opportunity, director of engineering over at Evertrack. And it has, you know, it's it's been fantastic, man. The company has a huge upside and plenty of opportunity, man. So it, it it's crazy when I look back over my, you know, 13 years ago, looking at looking at my journey to all right, man, I went to school to do pre-dental right, pre and <laughs> play, play basketball. Didn't start out my first job even in my field. And now at the director level role and, uh, you know, it's 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 about staying hungry and keep going. Right. You, you keep going You keep uh, looking for various opportunities. Right. Right. And amazing uh, ambition and drive and on your on your part and what. A lot of that, like going back to the beginning when you were talking about the internship, because I, I looked at us, I, I saw that I was going to ask you about that, about the three year internship, because I saw it on your LinkedIn. And uh, mm -hmm. and I thought that that was a great story that you mentioned with Dr. P about um, how you were going to take the YMCA job at seventeen dollars an hour. <laughs> Imagine how your trajectory would have been. You know, it, it probably you might have still had like good luck. But the fact that you were able to get that three years of experience in engineering, like mm -hmm. while you were in school, uh, you know, that that's incredible that and that's incredible that you had that person that cared enough to pull you to the side and yes. say, hey, you need to you need to take this opportunity. This is going to you know, this you is going to change your life and change like your career trajectory. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's that's incredible. Um, and I know I know you said Dr. P because I, cause I was, like I'm thinking about somebody who may be listening that may be in college um mm -hmm. and or maybe they're you know just graduated and they and they are maybe they're in a master's program I don't, I don't know and they're looking for like an internship in the engineering space uh, i know dr p helped you with, with this and it, and it kind of came about in that way but do you have any advice for anybody that may be a engineering student uh or they just received their engineering degree and they're trying to look for like an internship or something to get their foot in the door do you have any advice for someone like that Yes, yes. So my, my, my best advice that I can give is you don't always have to start in your field, right? right? Especially like I can speak from the manufacturing side of it. You don't always have to start in your field. If you know that they got engineers there, they got an engineering program. It will eventually come up that you have the ability to do engineering. Right. right. So don't 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 look at it as, hey, I my first job is not just it's not engineer. Right. It's about getting your foot in the door and then you can prove yourself from there. Um, that That's one piece of advice. And then also get used to hearing no. And it's OK to hear no. Mm, yeah. Right. So I, I tell people to always go after opportunity. Right. Because what's the worst that can happen? You spend some time going and applying for something. They tell you no, or you don't hear anything back. You're still in the same situation that you were in before you took that took the chance. That's true. Yeah. Right. You just all you did was increase your probability of actually getting a job that you possibly want. Right. Right. So don't you know uh, you you always you have to change your mindset when you are looking for opportunities and you're wanting something and you're hungry. Instead of thinking, why should they pick me? You got to think to yourself, why not me? Mm, right. Yeah. Why, why, you know, why not me? Think to yourself, okay, hey, I'm, I'm capable. I'm able. I am, I'm ready for it. 
Why not me? I, I, I'm capable. I can do this. I can do that job description and go for it and apply. And don't be afraid to reach out to um, recruiters. Don't be afraid to message managers at that place. The worst they can tell you is, no, we don't have anything for you. Right, right. That's the worst that can happen. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, it took you 10 minutes to reach out to something that could potentially pay you really well. You know, three of my, you know, two of my jobs, uh, DAP and at Olin, I, I applied for so many jobs when I was at General Cable, I don't even remember applying for them. <laughs> 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 you know and it just so happened i got you know they called me i was like oh who is this oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah definitely yes, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, interested when can i come in yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i think that's i think that's great great advice because i think sometimes i know i you know i start i have a finance degree and i started off in the finance mm-hmm. space i'm still in the finance space but it wasn't exactly what i wanted to do you know i thought i was going to be working in corporate finance and and which I wish was what I do now, but I was more so personal finance at the, at the beginning of my career. And uh, but I took the opportunity because I thought, well, you know, it's a it's a part one. It was a job, and out of college, it was like this. You know, this is a step up to where I was working at uh, before that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, also I thought this could be a stepping stone, as you mentioned. You know, this could be this. You know, getting my foot into the door and, and getting that experience, and hopefully moving on to the role that I, that I aspire to be in. I knew when I took that role as in personal finance, I knew the company had corporate finance. Every, every company has corporate finance. And just like you said, to mm-hmm. your point, uh, you know, people that can start at these companies, they have engineers there. It's bound to come up that you have a background in engineering and you possibly could work, work your way up. So I, I, I like that advice. Um, and for somebody out there, another question I had about that too, about you, you know, pursuing your degree and getting into mechanical engineering, you say you were good at math and science uh for someone out there that may be interested maybe they, I, I don't know maybe they're like in high school and they want to go back to they want to pursue an engineering degree uh or they thought about it or maybe they're good at math and science or maybe it's somebody who got a degree in something else and they're like i want to go back to school because engineering is my passion do you have any advice for anybody tr- uh looking to pursue a degree in engineering yes i want to know if you so, had any, qu- any uh, advice about that yes yes Definitely. So um, anytime I'm speaking to students, I always tell them when you're going into engineering, all you got to do is make it through the first two years. If you can make it through the first two years, the first two years are the most difficult, really, seriously, because that's just the weeding out program. They're just throwing a lot of different things at you, trying to see if you have the fortitude and the hunger and the actual want to do this. Right. right? Um, and you'll gain the aptitude. Just make it through the first two years, make this decision, commit. And then from there, you'll be able to study into the field that you really want to go into. Right. Because I went to we went to school with people and I went to school with people who were terrible at math, but they could, for some reason, understand how things worked well. Mm. They love taking things right. apart. They struggled the first two years because it's a bunch of math courses. They struggled. Nothing but C's. But they <laughs> they got through it. Seriously, they got through it. And as soon as they got through their junior and senior year where the math is applied to something to where it's got to be taken apart, how it works, how it moves, 
and it's math that is understanding and has an objective, right. right? Instead of looking at derivatives or something like that. Like I don't use derivatives now. <laughs> right. I, 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 I use a lot of things that I can apply now. Right. But you get those things and you can understand them. That's what happens. So if you get through those first two years, if you like thinking how do things work, if you like thinking about, okay, hey, I want to go into this. I'm thinking about engineering. Oh, I heard it's tough. Don't be discouraged. If you have the, you know, if you have the fortitude and the want and you can make it through those first two years, you can do it. Right. right. I, I tell people all the time, go for it. It is a it's an amazing career path. You will gain some I've gained some lifelong friends. I got a core group of four friends that I'll be honest, without them, I wouldn't have made it through engineering school. <laughs> right. right. But, you know, I had to learn how to study and we would meet up on on Saturdays at one o'clock at the library or in the, you know, in the Cougar Commons, which I know is probably changing the name now. <laughs> but and we had studied for two hours and I got the homework and I was learning from them, learning from that group. So you develop a group of group of friends because and, and you got to be OK with, you know, understanding that, you know, you is you may not understand everything, but pester your teachers and go out there. You're paying them. You might as well make. Right. Teacher. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for that advice there. Um, and I know I. I when you were explaining that, I thought of something that I heard, I think a, a few weeks ago, it, it, I was listening to something. Somebody was talking about um, thinking like an engineer and, and they, and they were talking about how mm-hmm. people can benefit from thinking like an engineer because an engineer really they're, they're solving problems. I think you mentioned in it earlier mm-hmm. in the conversation, they're solving problems in a, usually like an, in, in, in a innovative kind of way. They're trying to figure out how to, how to fix this problem that a company may have. Do you think there's some truth to that? And could people benefit more from thinking like an engineer? I I, I do, right? So I, I, one, I never knock people's way of thinking. <laughs> and I'm I'm bi- my opinion is biased, right. right? Because I am an engineer. But if you look at things as a problem statement, you realize that everything has a solution. Right. Right. And it's how, you know. How do you get to that solution and you start to break things down logically? Okay, like this is the problem. This is the problem statement. This is the end result that we want out of this or we don't know what the end result is. So I'm just going to throw out some logical ways to solve the problem and we'll decide what path we need to go down. That sounds that makes sense to get us to the end goal. Mm, Yeah, right. Right. And so it's it. You always know, Okay, problem statement end result, right? There's a gap there. It's, it's your job as an engineer to close that gap, fill in right. that gap, be innovative, be creative, right? right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how the future thinks. That's, that's, how, that's where this world is going. It is trying to be innovative and uh, make things simpler for people, make things easier, solve the problems, come up with new problems, and then come up with new solutions. Right, right. right. That's, that's how that's how we do because when i heard that and, we, and when i hear your explanation now about thinking like an engineer i think people even in their careers could apply it uh in in, in that mm-hmm. way where okay here's the problem at my you know at my place of work you know here's the where i want to go here the solution and what are some ways some innovative ways that i can you know 
get to this solution and get to this, you know, this end state that I want to get to. And then I think about it in the reverse engineer way, how somebody could, you know, from a career perspective, they could look at somebody that's in a position like yourself, you're, you know, director, uh, they could say, I want to be a director uh, of engineering one day. How did this person get here? Uh, you know, here's the end goal right here. And, you know, I'm right here. So how can I get there and reverse engineer my way into this, into, you know, being a director? So I, that's why I think engineering is like thinking like engineering is so important and it could help in, you know, several different ways. Uh, some other things I heard, like while you were explaining everything and walking through like your career path is that you seem to have a strong support system. Um, sometimes I, sometimes mm-hmm. I hear people call it like a board, of, a personal board of directors. You know, how important is that to you for you and, and to your success in your career? Oh, it's, it's huge. It's, it's huge, right? Because those are the people that are going to tell you when you're getting complacent. Those are going to be the people that are challenging you, right? To say, okay, hey, it's great that you've, you've been doing this good job. They'll give you a round of hand, pat on the back, and then they'll say, okay, so what's next? Right. Right. So, you know, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of my favorite statements. Right. Growth happens during times of uncomfortability. Right. So when you're uncomfortable, when a situation uncomfortable, when you don't know whether you should do something or go after something, when you're doubting yourself, that's when growth happens. And it's your support system, your team that you've developed. Right. That will either encourage you or keep you on a logical path. Right. So I, I can tell you right now, um, my, my, my father, my brother, my sister, my family and, and my and my core group of friends are constantly challenging me to say, OK, hey, so what's next? What are you guys getting into next? Right. Everybody's always got something going on. So it's about your circle. Right. So I'm pretty sure you've heard the saying, right. You're an average of the five people you hang around the most. Mm, yeah. Right. So if that if that five that you're talking to the most are continuously progressing in their fields or going after something, right, or trying something new, you're going to start doing that, too. You're going to be looking and say, "Okay, I don't want to be left behind. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep looking. I'm going to keep trying new things. And you're going to start to change your mindset on saying, hey, if my friend can do this, I can do it too. If they can go for it and have the courage to go for it, so can I. If I'm getting challenged like this, I got to be able to answer that question. I know it's coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> of what's next, right? right. And, and you also got to understand that it's, you know, for some people that don't have that support system, it's okay to go out there and ask for a mentor. You can see somebody that you say is in that position, you can reach out and say, hey, I know you don't know me, but I see I've looked at your career. I've looked at this. I I see the position that you're in. I am just looking for a mentor. I'm trying to develop my support system. I'm looking for a mentor right now. And you can ask for that mentor and you may get surprised that somebody says, hey, yeah, I can help. I only got... I got about an hour a week, but we can talk for an hour. Or I got about an hour a month, but yeah, sure. Whatever. What do you want to talk about? How can I help you? Where are you stuck at? Right. Yeah. That. I think that's great. Um, and I, I agree hundred percent. The people that sh- that are around you, that you surround yourself with, will 
help determine your future and your and your success. Uh, if you hang around mm-hmm. successful people, more than likely you'll be successful. You continue to drive, and I, I think that's uh, so important. And uh, the mentorship thing is, is so important too. I know I recently, a couple of months ago, I reached out to get a mentor uh, in my in my same field because I, I saw what he was doing. He's a manager as well, and I and he's been a manager for so many years. So I reached out to him to, to and I just initiated that conversation. And to my surprise, he said he said yeah. So to your point, definitely, uh, and for any listener that's listening out there, don't be afraid to to send that that message to that mentor, that email, or give that person a call or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. That is definitely important. So thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the and thank you for you know talking about your your career journey and and those things as well. I wanted to talk about um, representation and engineering, um, and I know that you wrote a book about uh, representation and engineering. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, yes, I can. I'd love to. Uh, yeah, so I wrote the book, The The Exciting World of Engineering. You know, a quick promo. It's available on Amazon and Lulu.com. So. <laughs> we'll <laughs> no. put it in the show notes no, but, as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, no, but um, it's it's huge to me, right? So I, one, one reason why I wrote the book and why talking about representation in engineering was, uh, one, because of my, my son. I, I have a new son now, and I started to think to myself, back when I was very, very young, and even until I got to college, I was not aware of any black engineers existed. Only thing I knew about an engineer was that, you know, if you're an engineer, you are doing something with trains. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's the only thing I thought about, too. I'm like, yeah, the engineer of a, of a train. Because I was, when you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, like what engineers do I know? What engineers do I what hear of? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Right. And so I started to think about how how important it is that people at a young age get introduced to engineers and different types of engineers and see people that look like them, right? Um, whether you're white, black, Asian, Hispanic you know, whatever, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter to see yourself as an engineer and that you could do it. And that it's, there are many different fields of it from biomedical to civil, to aerospace, to, uh, geographical, you know, environmental engineers, right? People love outdoors and love nature may get into environmental engineering and cleaning up waste, mm. Right. People that love the water may get into aquatics engineering. People that love sound, love music may get into sound engineering. So most of the kids that I, you know, that I've showed my book to, they didn't even know beforehand that in every piece of music that's produced, there's a sound engineer involved. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. You could be you could be that guy. There's, There's not just the artist and the producer. The guy that's at the table doing all the, you know, making sure everything sounds right, comes in right, produced right, everything matches, everything you can hear well. Sound engineering, right? Right, right. And so people people didn't know, and I wanted people to see themselves as that, like, oh wow, that that person in my book, that person has glasses. I wear glasses. 
that person has an afro. I have an afro. Right. Right. This, you know, this person, you know, whatever they look like, I, I wanted that representation to matter because come come to find out, I didn't even I didn't even know until I graduated college that my my own father had an engineering degree. Oh, really? <laughs> I never never even knew. He's an industrial engineer by trade. I had no clue. Wow. <laughs> no, I had no clue. So my whole life I've been living one. I never even knew because all I cared about engineering was was trains. But there is so many broad spectrums and representation. And I got tired of being the only person that looked like me in class. When I go to meetings, I'm the only one that looks like me. When I go uh, to conferences, I may see five five, you know, five to 10 at max of engineers that are, you know, of the minority representation. Right. And that's a problem to me. Right. Now I recently, this is my first time um, back at that. That was my first time actually working with an engineer um, on a project that happened to be black. Wow. Very first, I've been working for 13 something years. That was my very first time just happened, you know, six months ago. (laughs) So I was like, this representation matters, right? Especially when you're talking about influencing the next generation. So I I, I wrote this book so that people could show, you know, kids, you know, and teenagers that there's other fields out there outside of just, you know, business, finance, sports, uh, you know, medical field. There's all different things available to you, especially and get to thinking about engineering because whatever you may have interest in, you you could be it, right? And we kind of change the landscape over time. And, you know, that's the goal. I love that. And I love how you mentioned how the book talks about these, um, all these different type of things in engineering. I have the book in front of me here. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, I remember reading it to my son and, and just looking at all these different things and thinking, wow, that's like you said, there's a, you know, sound engineer, uh, there's like engineer, I mean, you can just engineering in a lot of different type of spaces. So if somebody's interested in this particular thing, uh, then they can be engineering that and they, and they can know about that. And I, and that's incredible that you said that your dad is a, uh, what you said, an in, uh, industrial engineer by trade? Yes, and, and he had, had no I had no clue, right? I had no clue because he doesn't, um, he, he's he's in manufacturing oh, okay. right yeah. now, but I never, I've never heard of him talk, you know, talk about it or even mention engineering. And then I just happened to find out one day, like, oh yeah, he got a degree in industrial engineering. I'm like, whoa, when that so it's 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 great man it's um rep- representation matters and whatever we can do to introduce um more kids to it um because that's the way of the future yeah i think about it being innovative and creativity that's all engineering what can you do with that creativity um uh, and how can you make it realistic you know, people have ideas all the time, but somebody's got to make it. Somebody's got to engineer the product. Somebody's got to design it. Right, right, exactly. 
and I, I, I think um, having more people in engineering and, and STEM uh, in general is very important because that, to your point, representation matters. We need we need to have more people in STEM. So more uh, black uh, people or black kids and black and brown kids or kids of all different type of minority backgrounds can see someone that looks like them and, and, and uh, aspire to be, uh, you know, get into STEM. And then um, also, I, I think, too, because I was reading this article about uh, people in, in STEM and particularly it was talking about black people in engineering and how they leave. It, it said like it was an article called These Factors That Drive Black Men Out of Engineering School. And they were mission- they were mentioning certain things in the article, such as, you know, um, they were receiving uh um, discouraging words like from advisors about how they shouldn't get into this program because it's too hard or uh, about um, or they was facing microaggressions in their program. And I, and I think that if they had more people that looked like them or a group of people that they could connect with and get positive affirmations and positive feedback on uh, from, then that could be, you know, that that would be better. And that's why I think more people should be in engineering and get into engineering as well. And then you mentioned that uh, like they engineers solve problems. They they help to um solve problems for different groups and for different um you know and and different products and for for companies and things like that. And I think uh there are certain problems that impact like the black community and, and communities of color uh that engineers solve in some kind of way. Um, and that's why I think it would be good to have black representation there, so a black person that knows about these issues and problems can speak up. Uh, and, and represent the the black voices that you know may not be able to be heard in these in these uh, in these rooms. So that's that's amazing and, and, and incredible. And I, I know me. Yes. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Continue. continue. Oh, I was going to mention that you talked about um, having a group of black. Like we, me and you were talking before we uh, started recording here, but you said you had a group of black. Uh, friends that are uh, and colleagues that are in engineering. Can you talk a little more about that? Yes, yes, yes. So um, I, I was luckily and privileged enough to have a group of, like you were saying, uh, black friends all around my age within that, you know, 27 to uh, 40, 42 range, right? It's, it's a group of us, of, of, of black men, all engineers, um, and we challenge each other. We bounce ideas off each other. We celebrate each other and we continue to tell each other to, to go for it. We challenge each other and, you know, and it's, it's amazing to have a group of friends like that, you know, and how it comes about. It's, it's very crazy how the world works and how the universe works because I met the, my, my first friend, Julian, I met him, you know, at I believe one function, seen him across the street one time as I was at a at a taco place with, with my wife. I was like, yeah, I recognize them. They come over, we start talking. We both realize we're into anime <laughs> cartoons and we're like, yep, Dragon Ball Z, yep, we hit it off. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're an engineer too? He's like, yeah, I'm an engineer. I was like, oh, this is great. And so we hit it off and then our group just continued to grow and grow. And as we found now we've got scientists in there, we've got lawyers, we've got lots of different software engineers, um, you know, looking at, you know, environmental and health and safety, 
different type of people from different type of backgrounds. Fine, and then people start bringing in people from finance and just a, a strong group of black men. And it is, it's amazing to have that circle of friends to where you guys do nothing but you 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 celebrate each other's successes and you tell each other to you know go after opportunities you guys joke and laugh crack jokes spend time with each other um you know zoom facetime whatever and you guys start to develop a bond and it's crazy because although i met these men a couple of years ago now all of us have like you know a, a good a great amount of us all started having kids around the same time for some reason. Like we went to we went to a friend's uh, New Year's party and they made a comment and then it just started, oh yeah, they're pregnant, they're pregnant. <laughs> they're, it was like, whoa, wait a minute. Now we got four or five kids out here all around you know, the same age. But we're all we're all friends and it's it's amazing to and it, it, I think it's important to have you a circle like that and develop a circle like that to where you can celebrate and bounce each other, bounce ideas off each other and um, see continuous improvement. And, you know, everybody says, okay, Hey, let's, let's, what's the next opportunity. Right. Right. Don't, don't, don't be stagnant. What's, what's the, what's, what is the next opportunity? So it's, it's, it's great, man. Developing that. I just got privilege to do it. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, I love that. And I, I hope that resonates with listeners that, uh, if anything, like a lot of things that you talked about today, talked about having a strong community, having a good support system, having a good circle of friends, uh, you know, that that think like you, uh, but also that are going to that's going to push you and and uh, and 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 a lot and make you like and push you and make you uh, go go for more and, and go beyond. So so I appreciate that. And thank you for sharing that. So uh, now I wanted to get into um, the rapid fire questions. But before we get into the rapid fire questions, do you have anything else you want to share with the with the listeners today? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say um, never be afraid to go after something that you want. If you if you come up with an idea, go for it. Always fail forward. Right. Um, I, I heard something from uh, a, a mentor of mine. Um, I start uh, Marvin Mitchell, right? He said, "Hey, you, you got to eliminate your your poor mentality, which is passing over opportunities repeatedly, mm, right? Wow. You got to you got to eliminate." Say that. that one more time. What's, what's that? Poor passing over opportunities repeatedly. Wow, okay. So. After I heard stuff like that, man, you've got to you got to always go for it, go for it. And the worst that you can hear, as, as my father would say, is no. That's the worst <laughs> that you can hear. And then you are you're still in the same position, but at least you you went for it. Right. You don't want to look back in 10 years and have a regret that you didn't try. At least try. Right. right. And so. Uh, you know, always look at something, never have a negative outlook. Always look at something as a as an opportunity. It's a learning opportunity. You didn't have a bad day. You had a day full of learning opportunities. Right. Wow. <laughs> so, 
and, and you go from there, man. No, but let's let's get into these yeah, rapid like, fires. Let's, let's I like do what it. you said too about passing over opportunities repeatedly. And that and um, shout out to Marvin Mitchell by the way. He doing he's doing big things in finance and in general. So yeah. shout out to him. But yeah, let's get into these. Um, and thank you for providing that advice. But let's get into these rapid fire uh, questions. Um, so first question I have is, what is something you enjoy doing outside of work? Uh, one thing I enjoy doing outside of work, uh, spending time with my son. He's hilarious. <laughs> He's, he, he is a, a ball and a joy. I, I, I love fatherhood. It is fantastic. So if I had one thing, I would say spending, spending time with him, that is fantastic to me. And then, um, I would say talking to people about, uh, ideas, and how can we take an idea from just the idea stage and can we make it a reality? I love that. I love that. Right. I yeah. love it. So uh, and I, as a father myself, I would say that's one of my favorite things, too, is, is spending time with my son. So definitely love that. Uh, next question I have is what is something you want to be known for? Ooh, Ooh that's a tough one. That's always a tough one. I would say. Um, I want to be known as a person that always had a positive outlook that said, you can do it, right? right? Why not? And, and, and go for it. If I had to be remembered, it would be say, it was, it, I would say, okay, hey, Edmund was a guy that said, all right, let's take your idea and let's try it, right? Let's develop it. Let's go for it. And he, he was always positive, right? That's something I want to be known for. I like that. I like that. Uh, yep. The next question I have is, what was the best best advice you were ever given? Um, best advice I was I was ever I have ever been given, I would say, came from my father. It was, um, it is. Hey, we we have we do not have any bad days. I think I said it earlier. We only have days filled with learning opportunities. When I heard that, it changed my mindset on when I how I looked at things, mm. right? Because everybody has good days and tough days, whether it be at work, at home, personal, financial. You're going to go through ups and downs. Um, you're, you know, he 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 said, hey, you're. You're in three stages of life. You're either going into a storm, in the middle of a storm, or coming out of a storm. Mm. So it's wow. it's those those are I, I know you asked for one, but those are my no, like two that. favorite good. that I that I, I I think about every single day. What stage am I in? And was this a great day or was this a day filled with learning opportunities? And if I can if you can recognize this day filled with learning opportunities. You can evaluate it, look at it as a problem statement, and then find a solution. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Going back to that, thinking like an engineer again. I, I like that. I like yeah. that. Uh, and, the, and the last yep. question I have for you is, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Uh, Besides your, your son, of course. Say, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I would say my drive to be successful. I like that. Okay. I, I have a drive. I want to be successful. It is it is my goal to set up the next generation and, uh, you know, continue uh, blazing a path and showing someone, hey, you can do it, too. Right. 
somebody's already done, somebody has already completed my goals or done done those things that I'm looking to do. I just want to continue that progression and stay stay hungry and say yes, we we can be great. Right? And show somebody that you can do it too. I look just like you. I you know, we we can do it and you can do it. So that's that's that is my hunger every day I get up in the morning. I, I, I get after <laughs> I love, I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> Thank you so much, Edmund Maul, for, for joining us today and having this conversation. I really enjoyed it. I think the listeners will get a lot out of it too. Uh, if, if anybody mm-hmm. wanted to reach out to you, whether it's, you know, they, they have some questions about engineering or they just want to maybe get a copy of your book, how can they do that? How can they contact you? Yes. So you can reach me on my Instagram which is ed underscore mall zero six. So that's ed underscore mall zero six E D underscore M A U L zero six. That's my Instagram. You can also email me if you want to copy of the book or talk about, you know, publishing services. Cause I'm also helping people take some, publish some children books. Um, at, uh, Mall Creative Solutions at gmail.com. Okay. So they, they can reach me at Mall Creative Solutions at gmail.com. I can do signed books if they want or help them take their book from idea to let's put it on Amazon or let's <laughs> let's put it in Barnes and Nobles. Right. right. And and those are those are things, right? So um no, this is this has been amazing, man. Thank you for this opportunity to to share. Oh, no, no problem, man. I, I'll put uh, those all those things that you mentioned in the show notes as well. So people can definitely reach out to you and contact you if they have any questions or, or have anything that they want to reach out to you about. And once again, man, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for, for joining me today. Yes, thank you. It's been a pleasure, man. Have, have an amazing day. Same. Thanks, everyone, for checking out today's episode. Do me a favor and subscribe, rate and leave a review. Also, share this podcast with a friend, family member, or a coworker. Until next time, y'all be safe. Peace.